Is that better? I'm good. Is that, normal? that is butter. Yeah, I made it. I normalize it for everybody. That is butter. <laughs> you <laughs> like the butter. Like the goat's milk with my butter. <laughs> we good? Let's talk about something controversial. What's that, man? Big booty hoes. Big booty, big booty, big booty. Yo, I was watching um Jeopardy. Oh, you weren't. It's on Jeopardy, fake and they had a music category, <laughs> and there was only one lady contestant. The rest were dudes, and one of the questions was uh, something about an art, rap artist named Luke, and he was a part of a group called Two Live. She said, ding, 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 crew. I was like, God damn, lady, you a freak, ain't you? <laughs> Two live crew. Mm, she know that. <laughs> the guys was like, uh, we don't know him. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. We up? Whenever you're ready. Oh, I got a question, Sean. So, you're my a- name is not Sean, though. I didn't say Sean. What the fuck is Sean? <laughs> <laughs> juice. I want drink. There is a thing about, uh, what is it? Uh, have you met any racial resistance being in black tech? Mm. Uh, no, because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think All that's right. the reason. What about you, Weldon? Have you felt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in black tech. <laughs> he ain't, he didn't that. leave you no room for <laughs> No room for explanation. No discussion. No need to go Nothing. in depth. No, I mean, like, I can understand what you're talking about, right? People, you know, discount your knowledge mm-hmm. simply because of skin color. But is there a lot of y'all out there? No, that, there's definitely not a lot. In my company, um, I would say out of the 50 or 60, there's probably four, four and a half. Mm. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. But I think my company is um, probably. You said it was good. Four out of sixty, percentage-wise, pretty good. Yeah, what I is think that about any job that I've had on location, I'm well, the only black dude every single time. Yeah, I'd have to Y'all say in that my, a similar field, though. Okay, I get you. Not really. My 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 company, I would or my company over the years, I would say ha- probably has a higher percentage of black people than most companies do. Four out of sixty. Well, just just currently, but yeah, we've right. had higher numbers. Oh, okay, okay, uh, over the years. Over so, the, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But that's where it stands now. That's kind of where it stands. About four out of six. When, what's the highest they've had since you've been there? About, um, I'd probably say ten, but it was probably out of a higher number too. Okay, okay, gotcha. So it was probably ten out of like maybe eighty, 80. or ninety. Gotcha. Like that. okay. That's still a better percentage. Though. Yeah, uh-uh, and I'm not saying it isn't. I think they do a good job of finding those who know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. And have both soft and technical skills, uh-huh. and regardless of you know their background. So I, you know, I give props to my bosses for that. Good, 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 good. Yeah, man. I, what about your industry? You were you gonna say something, Andrew? That that you're the you're the only one on location or something like that? Yeah. Well, I've usually been the only one. Actually, my old job, the first time that I wasn't the only one. They hired a um, black engineer. Mm. 
And he killed it. He's like, he's their go-to guy. And he's still there. He's still there. Uh-huh. Um, he, he's made some moves so that maybe he don't have to be there anymore, mm. which is an extremely positive step only because there's a limiting factor. It's a family business. You can mm. only go so high. Gotcha. And no matter how much responsibility they're going to put on him, his pay isn't going to be representative of that uh, uh. responsibility. So I suggested, and I did as I suggested, I, you got out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, I made some moves. Build your resume, get out of there. Mm. Go to someplace that's going to value you. Oh, so this to everybody is, out there. This is not your current place you're talking about? No, not my company. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So what about where you are currently? Does, does it, are you like, I guess in, the, in in that field, right? Blacks are, is it slim pickings? It's going to be. Okay. It's going to be. I feel like um, even with the clients that I've dealt with, and I, I'm, not, I, I'm not usually a f- client-facing mm-hmm. um, representative of our business, only in certain times. And those certain times that I've been out, there's been another person of color maybe one or two times mm. in the role that is going to be purchasing my work or approving <clears throat> my work to go forward. Mm. Um, gotcha. So, and there's a good, there's a good chance that was the reason that I was out on that sales call. Mm. Which yeah. Is, to show that, to show that face, to show that face. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it was, um, and it's similar to how you say it. If it's not so much that the knowledge aspect, I feel like in my industry the barrier is just getting that job. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, for this last job that I got, or yeah, for this last job that I got, I changed a lot of my social um, network pictures mm. to more like landscapes and more mm-hmm. more oblivious right. you know or ambiguous ambiguous I mean. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. more ambiguous well, maybe type. oblivious too you know? <laughs> more, they don't know what the hell you doing behind them <laughs> landscapes <laughs> more ambiguous yeah. shots yeah for that reason yeah was that if i put my face am i going to be shot down Mm. Just because it was a, a a black profile. It's so funny that you say that because mm. my stepdaughter, who's going to community college right now, all of her classes are online, and she's taking a class over the summer session. And she made it a point not to turn her camera on the whole semester. Mm. And it was only yesterday when she took her final that she turned her camera on, and her professor was like, "Oh, hi, Camille." <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? You know what I'm saying? So she was fretting a little bit, but mm-hmm. she got her grade today. She got an A in the class. Good. Shout out to Camille. Statistics is difficult. Oh, boy. Ugh. But um, but interesting. But, but you know, the thought process that you have to go through to hide yourself because you know that some somebody's going to make some sort of prejudge uh, assessment of who you are based off of a picture. Mm. You know, um, my picture is kind of up on my company's website. Mm-hmm. And then when we do demos... Uh, it's always with a sales guy and a tech guy, and I'm the tech guy on the call mm. to do a demo. Um, and they present their slides about the business case, and then I go through a live demo of the application. And 
my the first slide is a picture of the sales guy and me. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder how people take right. seeing yeah. my face as the tech lead mm. on on their particular demo. Well, you're a handsome guy, and they're like they're repulsed, no doubt, repulsed but, by the application. No, but you know, like <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows that. Yeah, no, oh, no, nah, true, true. But you know, you know, I am a handsome devil. Yeah, I guess you know. But you're still worried about the prejudgment. Okay? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not really worried about it, but I wonder. Wonder about, about it. it. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. you know, do people say, "Oh, is he going to know?" They always come across knowing that I know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. And I'm not trying to, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, show off or, or style on somebody. It's just mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. It's yeah. the chaps you've earned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not those kind of chaps, but mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So wait a minute. Here's my question, though. Yeah. How did you all get into the field that you're in? Because I grew up with y'all. I, I didn't know that you were in the tech like that, Rashad. Oh, up. yeah. Yeah, I, man. I always. So for me personally, mm-hmm. um, when I'm, I, I didn't know anything about computers until I moved up here from the Bronx. I was quite young. I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anything about computers. We didn't have no computers. And it's only when I made friends with the neighborhood kids and they had, you know, the old 386s, the old 486s Mm. um, that I was like, oh, computers are cool. You know, we started playing video games on them and whatnot. Yeah. Um, And then we finally got our own first computer. And the first thing I did was take it apart. Mm. And I was just so enthralled with how can this machine provide so much entertainment Mm -hmm. pre-internet days, Mm -hmm. pre-even AOL days, you know what I'm saying? Just that floppy disk. Just when AOL was kind of just, yeah, yeah, Yeah. just the floppy disk Mm -hmm. and solitaire, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever other games, you know, you can get a little game, Mm -hmm. you know, CD-ROMs were just busting at the time, you know, and stuff like that. So, and ever since then, I wanted to get into computers, Mm -hmm. and that's all I knew was computers, computers, computers. Um. And so I went into, you know, I love the hardware of it. I love I had no idea what programming was. Okay. And and so we did a little bit in like elementary school, but I never crossed, you know, connected the dots about mm-hmm. what programming was. I did always like how the circuit board looks like a small city. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, I did. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it was all based off of because we played with circuit boards and, you know, you, we got them little sets, you know, that you would buy at the hobby shop and you make your own little circuits and have the different colored lights and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I never re- really made the connection. So I knew about, you know, playing with that stuff, the hardware was the excitement for me, right? right? I never made the connection with that, with software, how software ran on hardware, right? Mm. So all through high school, I just knew what I knew and what I could glean off of somebody else because they didn't offer any programming courses right, in right. high school. The only computer course that they offered that I took was typing. Mm-hmm. And right, so, right, right. and so, I was like, I want to know more about computers. So when I um, applied to college, <clears throat> um, I said, you know, I'm going to go into computer science because I thought that's what it was all about. Right. And then programming just gave me a backhand in the face because I had no idea what it was, mm. and that's what computer science was all about. It was the software, how to develop software to drive the hardware to do whatever you needed to do. The mm. hardware you know, allows you to run programs and you can program these programs using programming languages. <laughs> said program a lot. Um, program. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a large challenge for me. Uh, one, because I was never exposed to programming and software before like that. Right. And there really? was, yeah, no, 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 no. I was, I mean, there was some, a little bit, 
it was more logic than anything else because mm. we did have some logic games in elementary, junior high, and high school in the computer classes that we took. But like I said, I never made the connection between logic and programming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, it was a big slap in the face. I, I had never really heard of it before. And there were other people in the class who um, had some prior experience. They've been doing it since they were in junior high school. So, you know, it was difficult keeping up. Anyway, we persevered through all four years of college. got my computer science degree, uh, went, you know, and looked for a job, was having a tough time because around that time was when 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. right? And yep. Great recession. Yep, the great recession. And, the, you know, the, the, the dot-com industry just blew up. The bubble burst right before that, mm-hmm. you know. So it was difficult to get a job in tech. So, um I went back to school eventually and, and got my master's degree and then I got a position in the, in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, you know, it's there's so many avenues in tech that you can go to. I touch a lot of everything now. Mm-hmm. So it really, you know, to, to cut off a long story, it, it really was something that I've been interested in from my youth. Gotcha. And uh, it just took me down this path. Yeah, I guess I was wondering because I, I, I was trying to think where in, in the curriculum in our high school would that have come from? There was none. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, I, I, I don't remember you being interested, but I, I guess that's why, because we didn't, I just remember the typing class, yep. wanted to make sure you could type certain amount of words per minute, Yep. Uh, but I didn't know where that passion came from. Now, Andrew, I, knew, I know when we were younger, you liked to draw, so I'm, I'm imagining that's where that's how you got into. There was a, there was a whirlwind of information that... I was bombarded with, mm-hmm. and I really didn't put it all together. I didn't put it all together in my first year of college. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it together in my second year of college. Mm-hmm. It happened in my third year where I was like, oh, like I could <laughs> like I could do it the way I want. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You carve your own lane. So what happened was um, we had a Commodore 64 mm. when I was about four years old, five years old. And you used to do like lines of programming, be like line 10, line 20, line Mm -hmm. 30, Mm -hmm. you know, up to line like 2000 something, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get this ball to bounce across the screen Mm -hmm. in programming language. And I don't even remember what language it was. Um, But all I know is, it took me like a month to find where the error was in my programming language wow. to get this ball to bounce properly. Uh-huh. But when I got it, I was like, yo, I love this. Yeah. Like, what is this? You know, I, I still didn't I, I still didn't know what that what I was doing until after college, as a matter of fact, with that one. But anyways. So, yeah, it was it came from drawing. I was like, I want to build stuff. Um the way things worked out, I ended up going to an engineering school mm-hmm. and come to find out I hate engineering, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to a degree, yeah. to a degree. I like, I like, I I can't say I hate engineering. Yeah, I like conceptually. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like making sense. some of the stuff, but I don't like, I didn't like getting bogged down with how, you know, technical it had to be to be actually made. Mm. And I liked concepting and that, and that sort of thing. So that's where the drawing came in. I used to like cars. I used to draw cars. I used to draw a lot of um, like superhero stuff as mm-hmm. well, fantastic, fan- fantasy sort of thing. And I decided, you know, 
well, maybe I could get into concepting for cars. Mm. Engineering school. And, yeah. And they didn't really have a track for it. So I was like, all right, well, then after that, what, you know, what else is there? I like making stuff. Let's make, you know, computer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what it was right from, from, from there. And that was the good thing about the way school was set up is I could get all the necess- necessary um, subjects and requirements out of the way. Mm-hmm. So by the time I figured out what I wanted to do, those were things that I could choose to do. Right. I didn't have to get bugged down with, oh, I need this prerequisite. Right. And it, it really lucked out for me. Because mm. otherwise I would have been screwed, you know. Mm. Like nobody wants to pay for that fifth or sixth yeah. year yeah. of college, you right. know. Right. But uh, so I got into into it that way, and you know the programming language all came back to me, and you know making what ended up being websites and graphics do what I wanted to do. It was. It was like a, a match made in heaven. I, I've loved it ever since. Mm. So um, I don't even consider what I do work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a pure joy I find to sit at that computer and concept something strictly from the brain and have it work out. Mm. Or you know, and mm. now and now I get to sell it to people as good ideas, and they're buying it, and I love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so dope. it's a problem. The problem solving visually and yes. and all that sort of thing is it it ends up being the thing that I that I need and now that I can you know make a living for it and provide for my family through that avenue it's been even more rewarding like I love it and it's rewarding so now I have you know I don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. I don't I feel like I'll never retire mm-hmm. for that reason and um, you're on your own. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I could do it forever, and and it's still still same process, and it feels like those projects are become that bouncing ball. Get you get it to bounce across the screen, and it's like a celebration, and then yes. look for that next one. Yeah, there's like some sort of vindication or validation when you mm-hmm. solve that problem. For me, problem solving is the abstract of mm-hmm. what I do, mm-hmm. right? And then how I implement it is based off of the problem. And that much I would have to agree. I love solving problems. And there's a synergy between technology and dealing with people, which is what I do. Mm -hmm. And it's... it's, Because technology is very ones and zero. It's it's only ones and zeros. Ones and zero. And then people are completely one zeros. Right, 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 right. (laughs) They they are the, the... the the parameter they are the the variable in the equation mm-hmm. right so it being able to solve that equation between people and technology is where that validation and where that you know feeling of accomplishment comes in right. and that's what you know I, if you know I hate the word synergy but it really defines what I feel it is mm-hmm. um, and it really uh, it gives you that sense of satisfaction right now if you guys are underrepresented right what because I'm thinking I wonder if I was exposed to some of those things. I, I I just wasn't. And whether it be in the tech field, whether it be in graphic design, I just feel like those are fields, and we talked about earlier, that you don't see a lot of us in. Yeah. How how could we improve that? Is that something, is there a way that 
things like that could be introduced earlier in the curriculum? Does it? I, I haven't been in public schools since y'all have. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, has there been like, for instance, in, when I lived in Philadelphia, there was this charter school movement. And yeah. so we there was a charter school that centered on technology. Yeah. Right, but it had to be a charter school. It wasn't a public school. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm wondering: is there a way that we could make these things more, uh, expose them more to, to some, you know, some folks that look like us? Yeah, I think we have to change the curriculum up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in the Bronx, there was none of that right. stuff that I got when we moved up here, and then even more so, there was no programming. Right. So, because still, even up here, you're saying there still was some lacking. Right, there right. definitely was, uh-huh. and I think so. I think what we need to do is is diversify a little bit more mm-hmm. into co- courses that map to real fields in the real world, mm-hmm. right? And you know, like like you said, I haven't been in school, so I think programming is, uh, you know, from my perspective, programming is a little bit more ingrained, um, is a little bit more widely available Mm -hmm. uh, in more schools than it was when I was. But I think part of it, too, is cultural. Mm -hmm. You know, in the black community, we don't revere nerdiness or Mm -hmm. geekiness. You know what I'm saying? That's something to be pushed down Mm -hmm. and and not shown in public. And technology tends to be a nerdy or geeky kind of field that you go into and, you know, not not sexy, Mm -hmm. right? And so I feel like we have to change the mindset that you can't be sexy and and you know a man or you know you know have swag mm-hmm. and understand how technology works and make that your profession and make that your course of study in your younger years we have to uh, you know say yeah you can still be cool and do these things that were are once considered nerdy or geeky mm-hmm. now am i completely off when i say like gaming would be is gaming any in, in anything related to what either of you do? Because what I am seeing definitely depends what oh, aspect of gaming. Okay, because what I am seeing is nowadays current students now are into gaming yeah. more because you can play against folks you don't know. Like yeah. I, I have a friend who has a child who he plays a game and he'll he's talking to folk like you know it's it's, yeah, a, in, the headsets. it's in the headsets and well, there's two things I want to address. Um, one of them is. You got your STEM course nowadays, mm-hmm. okay. STEM courses, uh-huh. where even like my kids are being exposed to programming. They're okay. being exposed to um, 3D printing, mm-hmm. especially. That's that's very popular in schools right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, an- another thing is the the gaming, you have a new avenue that schools are even um, providing for. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like the avenue that they're providing for is for people that play. Okay. So that makes the um, that makes the new profession for designing for games mm. and programming for games it becomes more necessary, but it's not being advertised not at being the same a, level right. okay. as those that are now getting scholarships. Right, because the consumption of gaming is high. Right. But the production of gaming isn't as you know, out right. there as neat probably needs to be to to meet that that demand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because you know, there's a lot of uh, games end up being a lot like movies mm-hmm. when you when you get them made. There's a city of people behind them, mm-hmm. 
city of jobs yeah. to actually get a whole them production made. Yeah, company and, and, and yeah. it's amazing from yeah. from some of them are artists in yeah, the they storyboard stage. right yeah yep. storyboard a whole nine mm, yards yep. everything and then you know you get your character you flesh out your characters you flesh out your settings the whole you know i think the Back in the day, it used to be plays, right? Mm-hmm. In school, mm-hmm. when yep, they had yep. plays for school, you'd right. have you'd have your actors, right. yeah. but then you would have your stage crew, stage yeah. crew, yeah. Your yeah. Hand, people who yeah. build the right. the, the stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into all these things, and you should you should you guys should see some of the things that people who work in these fields do on their free time. In some of the social um, networking things, like it's amazing. Think like, for instance, I, I, um, I just researched a designer who works for Disney, but on his and he's well known for what he you know in Disney World and character movie all that sort of stuff. But mm. in his own free time, he makes concept cars, mm. you know, and it it seems like it's a a far reach for what he does, but. Like the work he does is 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 gorgeous, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and it and a lot of and, and some of it is just he's just messing around on the computer. Yeah, it's just but it, it's pure to, enjoyment. It's to the level where there's companies looking like, hey, uh, we kind of like what you did here, yeah. you know. So it can flesh out as a new avenue for him, mm. new revenue stream for right. him, mm-hmm. right. and and especially something that this uh, Corona pandemic has has um displayed as as many revenue streams you can make get it going yeah and you know you like you like to make up stuff art is a great way to go and and now you can it's not just hey i'm drawing pretty pictures you can turn it into something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's all about creativity as far as your mind can be creative is as far as you can create yeah yeah And, and similar to that in technology, right? Because right. you can push the boundaries of what people are creating because people are creating, right. right? They're creating applications. They're creating websites. Mm-hmm. They're creating interfaces between humans and computers. Mm. And that's, that's essentially what they're doing. And they're becoming more integrated. Well, wasn't that a catch line? There's an app for that? Isn't there, yeah. Wasn't that a catch line? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's an app for that. Or if there isn't, you could make it. You can make you it. You can make right? it, right? <laughs> Create one. So... You know, there's a lot of opportunity, like you said, out there to slice out and carve out your own lane. Like things like conceptually, um, things like uh, what what are those home sharing um, applications and websites? Like Airbnb. Airbnb, HomeAway, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, those were just, you know, slices of the hotel industry. Yeah. And then somebody said, yo, I'm going to program a website where people can come together and offer their own homes. And that was, and now it's a whole industry, billion dollar industry in and of itself, Mm. you know? So a friend of mine just, uh, invited us to do like a dry run for one of his sites mm -hmm. because there's an uh, app called Tenter and it's for, Camping? camping industry really? just mm. like airbnb mm-hmm. but there's different tiers and his is a a, a glamping tier <laughs> and, it, and it was just i was just i was blown away i literally was blown away just looking at, not only at the site but the range of what it covers like worldwide yeah mm. you know what i mean yeah. from and I, 
you could potentially make something that's going to be received worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, you create and something make of va- you make you create something out of value, out of out of nothing, out of an idea. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 supremely amazing what you can do. So even though you have these structures of programming in technology, it's just a tool to implement your creativity mm-hmm. like anything else. Mm. Yeah. I think it's dope. I think it's interesting that you both are in, are are in fields that are racially i mean it's under we're underrepresented racially but i always found found it fascinating that you guys not only in the field but you guys are real good in the field so i i never even like just today i just i didn't know where that interest came from because i was never interested in computers i don't know if i was exposed enough i didn't even get my first computer um until i was in college and uh you know well, my, it, it was my, Systemax. Anybody know that brand name? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that was it. Was a Systemax computer. I remember that. And uh, you know, growing up in school, we didn't. When I had to do a paper, we had a a word. I remember moving from a typewriter to yep. a word processor, yep, and that was the big thing. Like, yo, at least we got a word processor. Yep, yep, yep. Yo, <laughs> I I can't express how big a move that was yeah. from typewriter to word processor yeah. because <laughs> my I feel like. My, um, I was about to say undergrad, but that's not what it's called. My school age education. High school? No, like grade school education mm, mm, was mm, tough. Like mm. in in the city, I felt like it was tough for mm. where I was. Mm-hmm. Like the teacher had to, had to be like fourth or fifth grade. We had to do a report on... Um, like a tri-state area. Mm. And I think mine ended up being Texas, Oklahoma, mm. and somewhere else. And my paper ended up being like 27 pages. Holy And man. I had to type the whole joint. Damn. I mean, it wasn't like, okay, here's your, mm-hmm. here's your report on Monday, have it by Friday. We right. had like a month and a half. Mm. But my joint had to be typed. Yeah. And I used to dread getting down to the end yeah. of my typed paper with the typewriter. Because if I had a miss hit, yeah. I had to do that whole thing over. And that used to kill me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then we went to the, we stepped to a word processor. Yeah, I remember that. And you could type the whole thing. Yeah. And then and you can then, delete if you mess up, right? And then you could delete. But yeah. then at the, the greatest thing was you could save all the things you typed on a disc. Mm-hmm. And when you were done, you set that joint to print, I would sit there and watch that word processor type that whole thing out. Mm. <laughs> it was like, gah, 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 gah. Yeah. I used to love watching Oh, that. you mean like the dot, the dot matrix printers you're talking about? Because I didn't have no, that. No. It was a it was like a typewriter, uh-huh. but it had the dot. It had oh, the it dot had like a little screen. digital area where you could see what see you what typed. You type. And then you can press print and it would do and the, it would type. Type I the see whole paper. See, I never messed with I never I had, had a word processor. I didn't have a word processor. I went from typewriter to computer. Oh, did you? Yes. It was my sister's gift. She asked for that's, and that, and was, that was at the time. That right? was like the top tier right, type that's what I'm kind saying. of word that processor. That was tech at that time, yeah. and I was like, I was like, "Yo, this is fire!" Yeah. Like, I I could type the whole. That thing makes and, sense, right? Yeah. You can type your sentence, say, "Okay, it's good," and then hit no, it. No, no, whole paper, and oh, and then and it, it would, would print do out. the whole. Yeah. It would pr- it would type the, whole, but it did have backspace yeah. with the correction thing yeah, in yeah. it. So correction that, tape, yeah, 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 it would yeah. do the way, and yeah. I, and that used to blow me away. Yeah, so too. I was lucky enough where my dad had a typewriter for work, and whenever we needed to type a paper, he would bring it home, and it had the same white ink or white paper, whatever, white tape, I think it was, yeah. mm-hmm. and you could do the backspace and. It would 
don't put the white over it. So the corrections weren't as difficult as having to retype a whole damn <laughs> yeah. page over. Yeah, you know? I'm talking about the swing arm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the old cast iron joint. You yeah, bust yeah. somebody in the head. That's yeah, a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Not that. that I've ever done that, but <laughs> I don't think I ever had to use that don't typewriter. Don't come with typewriter. But I, <laughs> I don't think I ever had to use a typewriter. But I remember that my household had a typewriter. By the time it got to the point where I was old enough where papers were being assigned, mm. we had the word processor, but it wasn't like the one you described, but it was definitely, I could print it. I mean, I could type it and you're, you're as you're typing, it's printing. But if you mess up, you know, your backspace, yeah. it knew the backspace, a word versus the whole sentence versus yeah. one. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, right, right. and that yeah, was first, yeah. first parts of tech. Right. Yeah, there. Yeah, that was a big, yeah, it was a big yeah. thing. Well, and, I mean, which is the reason why we had typing in high school, yeah. because that was the big thing. Yeah. It was no, you know, no understanding of where programming was going to go. Right. Even though programming has been around because my dad did programming in college. He did mm-hmm. Fortran and COBOL you know, with the punch cards and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it kind of, you know, was big back then mm-hmm. in, in engineering and stuff in a lot of other fields. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of circled back when the dot-com era came around and mm-hmm. that's when, you know, it kind of blew up. And you know what's kind of crazy about that? You say your dad started in Fortran? Yeah. I started in Fortran mm-hmm. and that's 97. Yeah. First, year, first year of college. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And, one of the, and one of the prerequisites of the school was I had to buy a computer from the school yeah. so that mm-hmm. I could do the work that we were Gateway. Doing. And that's the first computer I took apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took it completely apart. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But it, it, you're right. And and those old languages are still in play today. COBOL is used to run all the IBM mainframes that were built back in the 50s and 60s. And they're still running programs for a lot of major corporations because they're so infallible. They just don't mess up. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're pretty quick. So, and you can still add on what they call, uh, I think, mega flops or whatever, or something like that. That's how they uh, coin how fast your your lap your your laptop your mainframe can be. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, it, it's still around. So even though these languages are you know sixty years old, mm-hmm. they're still around. There's still a demand for them because these these uh, pieces of technology are still in use. So there's been, uh, and they still have been part of the whole. Technology lexicon mm. from the initial uh, impact of what they could do to till today still. So mm. it's what about you? Well, you you find yourself. Um, hold on, let me let me let me get the <laughs> oh, question. You're already telling me no. You know, so yeah. do, you, <laughs> do you find yourself underrepresented in higher education? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. As far as black and black teachers, black instructors. If the field is not black studies, mm. and even in some schools, even if the field is black studies, mm. because some schools don't make it a, a a whole department, they'll they'll call it like this sociology. No, well, yeah, but they'll have what they'll do is they'll create this like interdisciplinary, where what makes up black studies is, or what makes you faculty in black studies is like these joint appointments. Like, yeah, you teach in the history department, but you mm. teach the black history course. Mm. Or you teach in the English department, but you also teach African-American literature. Mm. And then that somehow. It's like a sliver of a bigger department. So it'll make up this black studies program or I don't want to say department because it's not an autonomous department. But it's the way the school can say we'll offer black studies if you take these core classes. But Mm. how do you get into 
how do you become a teacher that teaches in black studies? Some schools say, well, you got to have a joint appointment mm. depending on what uh, what's your other field. Mm-hmm. Like you teach history, history then yeah. you can teach the black history course. Right. You teach English, you can take the African-American literature course, right. things like that. You teach psychology, you can teach black psych. That, that's, so, so I got a question then. Mm-hmm. If you say you were hired on to do a, a black history, no. Yeah, say you're say you're looking to be a black history teacher mm-hmm. and uh, a university or a college says, well, you got to do American history mm-hmm. as well. How much of that American history course do you carve up, I guess is the best way for, to, for me to say it, into black history solely because mm-hmm. if i think about black history for america mm-hmm. i'm thinking that's american history mm. indeed so then like so what what becomes do that do they say what that split is or mm-hmm. do you have to say to them what that split is going to be and they have to approve it like how mm-hmm. does that get in well the the thing about on a college level is the, the instructor has a lot of control over how they teach the course so like for instance I teach where at, at the institution I teach, I teach U.S. history and black history. Is there a different when I teach my U.S. history course? Best believe I incorporate what some may call black history all throughout. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I When I teach U.S. history, I always tell my students I teach it with the notion that race. Racism is an an is the foundational component of America. So I'm going to expose the racism, the classism, the sexism in any time period of yeah. history that you teach. You can expose and reveal all those things, whether mm. it be the women's suffrage movement, mm. right? You got gender issues there or sexism, whether it be uh, uh, the Gilded Age, mm-hmm. uh, where you have economic issues and classism, or when it... Wh- talking about the reconstruction era where racism is at is at the forefront of you know the 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 political discussion Mm. but i definitely try when i teach my u.s history course i always try to expose those aspects no matter what time period we're discussing when i teach my black history course i really teach it the same way except there's a little more emphasis on black contribution the major black players mm. or, or even if they're not the major black players, I will even pay more attention to, for lack of a better term, minor black contributors than I would in, let's say, a U.S. history course where I might have time to just point out the major black contributors and other contributors. But, right, right, right. but I don't teach it like there's no way I teach U.S. history without uh, the contributions of, of black folks yeah. um, being part of it. And, and and my degree, you can't, you can't, really, you mean, can't do it if yeah. you do it. Not if, but no, you shouldn't do it. But um, do you find that, mainstream has been doing it for years, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you so. do you find because the original question was, mm-hmm. um, you know, people of color teaching or being a prof- that be their being their profession, higher education. Um, do you find that uh, it's the same or similar type of barriers that I was discussing about technology, mm-hmm. where it's not a sexy 
type of job. To, I mean, I, I would have to say maybe higher education is mm-hmm. more sexy than technology, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you're an authority figure, mm-hmm. right? And you can impart knowledge on people, right? Mm-hmm. And so that has an inherent kind of swag to it. Mm-hmm. But do you find that there are other types of barriers um, similar well, to what I- Well, even just the title, professor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Call a professor in the bedroom, you know. Oh man, you know, no comment. I'm talking mm. about. Mm. <laughs> but no, there are definitely some barriers though, because still, uh, uh, the university is still mostly white ran, mm. white run. Um, it's still mostly defined by, you know, when you're looking at curriculum standards, educational standards. These are still things that are very much influenced by. White folks. Yeah, but the question I'm asking uh-huh. is, is it, what can we do to make it more attractive? Right. Right, because from mm-hmm. the technology standpoint, it's that it's a nerdy field, so you don't want to be associated with being a nerd. Mm-hmm. You want to you know, be a popular person. What can we do to make it more attractive, especially at the higher education level, yeah. at the collegiate level, mm-hmm. um, at the master's level, at the PhD program levels? And you're saying make it more attractive for everyone? Or are you speaking specifically for for black? Well, we black were talking brown. about for black and brown yeah. people in our field. So yeah. about your field, I think you, if you just have more black and brown teachers, period, then the profession of teaching looks would look more attractive. Like for instance, I think like if y'all were to be able to teach programming mm. in in a school from the perspective you guys would probably get a a a, a new field of folks who would be mm. interested in it because of what y'all bring see now now you're, you're getting me more enticed because i've always thought about teaching oh i'm just saying there's a sweat so swag is a real thing i think swag is real right yeah. and i think it's all about connections and i think you know you're going to get the folks who are interested in programming they're going to be interested in programming because they're just interested in right. it. But there's some folks who are like, you will have the ability to draw them in because they're like, I never looked at it that way. Right. Like, I never forget. Like, I suck in math. I always thought I was horrible. I'm not thought. I mean, I it almost <laughs> kept me in high school. The report cards yes. dictate. Yes, yes. The report card verified <laughs> that I suck in math. Right. But I never forget this guy telling me. He was like, yo. If you're a basketball player, you should be great in math. Right. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was talking about, yo, when you're shooting from the elbow, angles. that's so many degrees yeah. and angles. And when you yeah. put an arc on your shot. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, if I would have been presented, if I don't know if math would have been presented to me that way, I'm not saying I would have been all that good, but I definitely would have been more excited. Yeah, excited. Mm-hmm. And I would have paid attention like yeah. I have something to relate it to, like Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That stuff wasn't related. Cosine, tangent, right. All, right. like it just didn't relate to me. It's so funny when you say that. I remember being in college and taking calculus, and my professor was telling me, was teaching us how to avoid speeding tickets mm. by doing certain calculations. And he was saying something the distance that you are away from the, the radar that's reading your speed. Um, dictates how fast that spe- that speed is read, Ooh. and so if you're in the rightmost lane versus the leftmost lane, and they're in the median, so you're closer when you're in the leftmost lane mm-hmm. versus if you're in the rightmost lane, the speed will read differently based off of the calculations that's pinging wow. back and forth. So exactly what you said, wow. it 
I love to speed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it 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 made it more interesting and made me more engaged mm-hmm. to understand the concepts behind it to under you know, because it was a real world application for me. Yeah. So I I, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. So I'm saying if y'all like taught I think so the exposure one percent of teachers in the United States are black males. Mm. Black teachers, I think, is like two percent if you include black women in there. But most black teachers are women. Yeah. But that's still like two percent of all the teachers. Well, t- most teachers are women. In yeah. General. Most. Yeah. And if you want to, if you look at how many, yeah, like black women, if you add black teachers, two percent, I think, of all teachers in America are black. But if you want to look specifically at black men, it's less than one percent. Mm. And I think, like, even on an on a, a, a higher education level. People are not, you're not going to get elementary school kids or high schoolers interested in teaching, and I'm speaking specifically black kids, if they don't see black teachers even on those levels. I've never had a black teacher, I don't think, until I went to college. Mm. I don't think I ever had a black teacher. That's crazy. Until I went to college, right. And I remember we were talking on another episode, you were saying like when you lived in the city, you had nothing but black teachers. That that was never my experience. I did not have a black teacher until I got to college at Hampton and I had black teachers. Yeah. But I never had it before. And it was and I didn't even think about being a teacher until I got into my grad school program in undergrad. I did so well in my black history course. My teacher was like, you should try to get your master's and your Ph.D. in this field. Mm. I, I was settling on getting my my B.A. and uh, teaching public school somewhere. Right. It was not until my uh, black history teacher in undergrad was like, yo. You should just go for your master's. So that seeing people of your color in that field was a reality for you. And she even encouraged me to go, which I don't know. I never had any other teacher Mm. encourage me to do anything. Take that level of interest. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) never even look at me to be like, yo, you should do this, Mm. do whatever it was. Mm. I never had a teacher Mm. until I got to college to said, yo, you should really look into to make it feel like, yo, this person has an interest in me. Right. And that's so important. So in imagine mm-hmm. having that kind of influence yeah. on a child. Yes. Because you are way more influential at yes. that point. If that's y'all were to idea. teach like this tech stuff yeah. to like a, a seventh or an eighth grader yeah. and then you see something in them that they may not see yet because they're just getting it. Right. Like for you to be like, yo, you way ahead of where I was right, at this. Right, right. Encouragement, like, yes. Yeah. Man, I didn't even get that until later. And it meant so much that I I, I was like, I'm going to apply. Yeah. What do I got to lose? Yeah. But if, if I would have gotten, if I would have got that at seventh or eighth grade, sky's the limit. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And I still think I did pretty well for myself, but I did that. I got to where I'm going knowing I wasn't influenced by what I saw in front of me as far as a black teacher right. until college. Right. right. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Miss Gray, PS251. She was the principal. Yeah. Trinidadian. She was banging back uh, then. So I have to say, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. No, no, yeah. no, no, no comment. I had to say, you know, I, I spent the first part of my life in the Bronx, so I had black teachers, but they weren't really that influential because I was so young. When I came up here, I did have one black teacher in elementary school, Mr. Brooks. Kept it real. Was the biggest human I ever seen at that point. He, was in the, he stayed in the gym. Dude was 60 years old and jacked. But he had the mentality, too. And he cared about you. And I didn't realize it uh-huh. until afterwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was a super influential thing in hindsight for him to be as encouraging as he was. And I also think that's a cultural thing, too. Like, 
He was was he black? Yeah, all the way. Like I'm a, I'm not gonna lie. When I have a black student, I'm like I'm like yo, I know Man, you push. I know it's rough. Yes, I know it's rough. You know what I mean? And I know you having a hard time. And yeah. that's what the world is beginning to see. Like yo, we yes. have a hard time yes. on a regular basis. Yes. So when I see a black student, I'm like, yo. I, I know, yeah. but I'm also I'm I'm, I'm on you. Yeah. Like there's times I That's, pull them over. I'm yes, like, yo, yes. I got to. You are not gonna. You're not. You're not gonna get a shortcut on this. Yeah, you gotta and, put in that extra. Yeah, you gotta put it. And I'm and and when you put in extra, I'm gonna put in extra. Yeah. I'm gonna let you know I'm rooting for you. Yeah. And I'm uh, yo. But I'm know, not gonna let you slide. Not gonna Wait, let you yeah. slide. You're not gonna install a good old boy network. Nope, not a good old boy network. <laughs> Nobody's gonna pay me to get you to take a test and well, we gotta, score. We got you gotta get something to yeah. even get to that good old boy yeah. network. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, when a student, most of my students, when I look at him and I'm like, look, I, I know, but look. You got to go twice as hard to get half as far, so let's go. But I also let them know, like, what do you need from me? Office hours, extra time, yeah. talk. Like, I'm willing to do that because I know. Like, I know it's rough. So if I would have had if I would have had that in elementary school, yeah. like, just to teach. I, I, when I say I had no teacher that really was like, yo, I really had no teacher that said, yo, I believe in you or I think you're talented. You should look into this. I never had that. Yeah. And if I would have... Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So we got to give that back. Got to. Yeah. And if you can't teach, just when you're showing somebody something, yeah. like you we, you might not be able to do it in a classroom, but somebody you might know is interested when you're doing your work, you just, hey, mentorship. Yeah. Mentorship I mean, is that's just what a, I do at work yeah. too, right? Because I got a lot of people under me and a lot of people who are just generally junior to me. Mm-hmm. So I do mentor mm-hmm. a lot of people. And that's why mm-hmm. I've been considering going back in or going into teaching at some point in my life. I would love to do that. So each know, one teach one. Each one teach you done know already, Bridget. <laughs> so definitely, man, give back to the to the youth. Make sure that we encourage them. Make sure that we show them that there are opportunities for them and and just give them a lane so that they can start their driving. Matter of fact, shout out to Miss Banks. That was my fifth grade teacher. She taught us about <laughs> Mansa Musa, she was the first teacher that showed Mansa me about Musa. Kings of Africa. Oh, that's what's up. And uh, and 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 to respect where we came from, she yeah. was the, one of the first yeah. to ever say something or yeah. show me something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's and it, uh, I've always had it since then. Respect that we didn't just come. We're not. We're not a remainder. Yeah, we we is the original. Dun, we did, da, we yeah. did it big before yeah. a lot of civilizations yeah. knew yeah. what yeah. being civilized was. Yeah, yeah. So keep it up. Keep encouraging the youth. Keep doing your thing. Peace, kings. Peace, kings. Peace. Let One. us know. Three kings at three kings dot com. Yeah, email three kings at three kings talk dot com. Three kings talk on Instagram. Holla at us. Holla.